This call is being recorded. Okay, okay. So I've got a, I've got a, I've got a Men in Blazers intro for this. Are you ready? Okay. Uh, I was, I was going to write it down, but um, I'm just going to go off the hip here. My best, Roger Bennett. I'm not going to do the accent. Three days, Joe. Three days until a team once again on the cusp of glory for the sixth time in their club's history after failing failing in maybe the worst possible way last year, their best player out with an injury after the actions of a mangy supervillain ruins his day with a shoulder injury. They go on and a concussed goalkeeper throws the game away quite literally and Gareth Bale bicycle kicks Liverpool back with their heads hung and their tails in between their legs to Merseyside, fighting once again for a chance to be on the greatest stage in world football against a team that's just as surprised to be there, maybe more surprised as you are. So, Patrick, Champions League final, Saturday. You know, it hasn't really sunk in yet for me, I I feel like, because... I still am, I'm knowing that Tottenham will be, you know, it's funny. So like, I feel like when you're in the Champions League final, then in the transfer market, you basically get your pick of like whoever you want, you know, from, from the, from the available players that are kind of on the market. And I just know that Tottenham's going to be scraping the bottom of the barrel for Wilmar Barrios, you know? <laughs> I don't even know who that is, man. Um, so th- yeah. this is like it. This is it. I forgot I forgot about that bicycle kick goal. That was nice. Yeah, it's it's the best goal I've ever seen. Um let's not talk about last year. Yeah, we need to talk about Imagine Dragons. We whoa, wait, what? So here's a so I was really looking forward to a good trashy pop star headlining this thing. Yeah, I believe it was you know, like last year was perfect. No, Dua Lipa. And I'll never forget oh, okay. because it was it was Dua Lipa and she has this song that's like one kiss is all it takes. And okay. um, and it's just like the trashiest pop song ever. And then you've got these uh, it, uh, there were videos coming from the crowd from like the Liverpool supporters. You know, everyone's complaining beforehand, of course, that it's Dua Lipa, et cetera, et cetera. And then, you know, you, then you get the cell phone footage of them just in the crowd. Uh, one kiss is all it takes. You know, just like <laughs> bl- just singing the song with fully deep throated you just from the bottom of their lungs gals. amazing um but we, imagine we, dragons is just the worst like it's it's not trashy it's like it's it's just it's terrible but it's not like the trashy pop star that i wanted imagine dragons has all the edge of a flaccid penis that that's my imagine yeah. dragons thing it's like it's the most unappealing unthreatening made for middle white america to act like they enjoy rock bullshit i've ever heard in my goddamn life um and and then the the lead singer has the audacity to get upset when we make fun of him for for making terrible garbage ass music um so you know they're essentially like they're the creed of this generation you know it's like different uh, uh vibe but kind of the same ethos around them which is just like fraudulent music if you could even call it that it, it's, it's that like is a meant scott for stapp, a certain type of appeal it's like a scott stapp went to rehab and got really really sober and wasn't fun anymore 
and wasn't fun and got like a really yeah, exactly. alternative haircut it's like low-key alt-right but like isn't too alt-right you know apparently their show is oh sorry go ahead no 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 you're good go for it well i mean apparently their show is sponsored by pepsi of course this like pregame yeah and so like you know it's just going to like they'll be on like a pepsi stage or whatever is it's just terrible it's just it's which is i mean it's quintessential imagine dragons but you know how like why are these decisions being made drinks of who like who is getting maroon five and and imagine dragons to do the biggest sporting events in the world like, I it's guess just they insane know, to me they know that the soccer fans are going to watch no matter what so if they can pull anyone else in for three seconds outside the realm of that then i guess they feel like they've done their job or it may just be that execs have terrible taste in the first place, and that's why we get things like um, the Sonic movie. <laughs> Look, I'm I'm upset. Why do we have to start with this? Yeah, um, sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Go read. I'm... Like, I, I do. I will admit, I have a pastime of reading uh, Imagine Dragons album reviews because they're appropriately merciless in a lot of ways. <laughs> Um, just just spend some time doing that and enjoy the fact that that you are not making this uh, this quotation marks art and having to live with that in your life. Continue. Yeah, I just I, I just don't know. Like, yeah, I, I have nothing more to add to this conversation. I'm just really upset with Imagine Dragons. I, I was really hoping for at least someone European. You know, it's it's the damn Europe. Europe it's the European Champions League. Yeah, and they have a bunch they're of not, they're not European. Are they? Vegas, yeah, no. Where are they from? Uh, uh, one of them is from Atlanta. I don't like to talk about that. Oh, really? <laughs> but uh, yeah, they uh, they have a, like a drummer or something. Not the not the big drum that they have. They have a big drum, and then they have an actual drummer um, mm. who just kind of plays the same four four time signature thing over and over again. But he's from Atlanta, and then the main dude is from Las Vegas, which like classic. Oh my how... gosh! Of course. How did he become what bubble did he live in in Las Vegas to become that to become that uninteresting and boring after living in maybe this is a maybe this is a greater statement on Las Vegas as a whole and how it's yeah. become gentrified yeah. and, and clean you know it's a com- it's a it's a haven for commercial activity that is you know appealing to massive amounts of people and I think he probably saw what was going around him and uh, brought that on board. He really, let that he really guide did. his his artistic, you know, license and uh-huh. be his be his kind of yeah his his guide points and uh, his waypoints and his artistic uh, virtues. Um, well, it's okay. clear, Joe, that that whoever gets through the Imagine Dragons concert and wins this this trophy will be on top of the world. Maybe, maybe even feeling a little radioactive afterward. Um, I don't know any other Imagine Dragons songs titles, but I'm sure I've heard like 12 of them because radios exist and airport chilies exist and they play music sometimes. Um, so, you know, what? let's just maybe this is the end of the Imagine Dragons talk. Let's cut this off. So I, I was talking about I was talking to Rob um, that I have kind of an ominous feeling about this just because of the way my day is shaping up on Saturday. Oh, okay. So 
I am going to have to go to work immediately after the game uh, and go cover the Braves game. And um, I had a this very similar situation. Of course, Tottenham was not in the Champions League final, but it, uh, there was a Champions League final in recent years that affected Tottenham, and it was uh, Bayern Munich versus Chelsea. And after that game, I, I knew I had to immediately go cover a high school soccer banquet in Jackson, Georgia, which is in Butts County. And... Um, Middle of nowhere, but good people, great people there. And um, so had a few beers during the game. Chelsea started Ryan Bertrand. Uh, Chelsea finished sixth in the Premier League that year, by the way. It was the year that um, was it AVB that got fired from Chelsea that year and Roberto Di Matteo took over. Anyway, I can't remember who got fired. I think it was AVB. Anyway, they had an interim manager. They, they started Ryan Bertrand at left midfield. And uh, and they beat Bayern Munich at, that, that was being played at Bayern Munich's home stadium. And therefore, they knocked out Tottenham out of the Champions League the next year. Tottenham had finished fourth and they hadn't yet to make the rule. In fact, it was because of this match that they ended up making the rule saying that if the Champions League winner finishes outside the top four and they get in, the, fit, the fourth place team still goes. Um, but unfortunately... Tottenham did not get the uh, the good end of that stick. And then, so I had to go to work immediately afterwards. And immediately after, when I got to the banquet, the high school soccer coach is wearing a Chelsea John Terry shirt. And you just couldn't stop. You couldn't wipe the shitting, eating grin off his face. And it was, um, it was a very Weird. sad day. And I was like kind of slightly buzzed and starting to get a headache and very depressed. So I'm getting those kinds of vibes. Because I know I'm going to have to go to work immediately after this. And nothing good happens when that happens. That's great news for me. I feel solid. Um, I feel solid about this. Because in an opposite thing, with uh, in an opposite perspective of you, everything has been pretty terrible lately. Like, just remotely in my life. Um, so, you know what? I, I am due here. I am due. And I'm owed. And damn it if I don't feel good about this. So here we go. Here we go. No, this is weird because like last year there was an impending doom to it, right? There was this sense that <laughs> the one Liverpool is Liverpool, right? And something something always goes wrong, right? Um, mm-hmm. we all watched the slip. We all know what happened. Um you know, and it's a team I cheer for. So there's always impending doom that something is going to go terribly, terribly wrong. Um, I watch Georgia football. We we know these things. Um, but with this one, and this is with with all due respect, with and I do mean with all due respect here. I'm bracing myself. To Tottenham Hotspur, the team who, you know. Finished has finished with, a, has finished above Liverpool um, many times over the last what eight years? Uh, we'll finish twenty six points behind Liverpool this year. So with all due respect, it was, rough year. It was a rough year. <laughs> I still got fourth. That's amazing. I can't believe that. Um, no signings. <laughs> that's that's also an equally amazing part of this is that y'all brought in absolutely no one to to help in this endeavor and still are in Madrid, um, but. You know, there's there's less that sense of anyone being inevitable with this and anything. I don't know any one player really frightening me the way like like Ronaldo might have last year or Ramos and his arm bars might have frightened me last year. Um, 
I don't know. I just feel better about it. And I think we would both agree that the most likely end result is a Liverpool win. Uh, yeah, definitely. That's what makes me feel good about it. I, if there's one thing that makes me feel good, it's that Tottenham is kind of the underdog here. They're terrible when they are favored and expected to do well. So I kind of like the fact the way it's shaping up in that sense. But it, I mean, but I feel like Liverpool is kind of being talked about as a very heavy favorite. Where, you know, yes, uh, I, I think that Liverpool took two wins in the in the two matches this year against uh, against Spurs. I want to say, uh-huh. but the most recent one was a very close game. I think it was a one nothing win for for Liverpool, and Tottenham had a chance to to go ahead right before they gave up the goal, um, right before they conceded, and then. You know, I mean, it, last year Tottenham had a big, had a like a four nothing win or something, four one maybe, um, or three nothing over Liverpool and Wembley. So you know, this is just a matchup that can go either way. Um, hopefully, it sets up for a good game because I think both of these managers are are pretty well known for not being too kind of yeah, that one's stingy here. I yeah, think. I think both of these teams will want to come out and play at least more so than you would typically see in a final like this. Yeah, no, I would agree. I would agree. It looks like both teams are getting a little bit healthy anyway. Uh, Firmino is expected to play. Kane is good, apparently. We'll see. I don't know. I, I think I'd almost prefer him coming on, uh, not starting the game, coming off on the bench. See, I think if, if we want to get into tactical, uh, the tactics of this, I mean, I think the team is kind of, I like Llorente up top just being a, a guy who can occupy Van Dyke. And um, although maybe they wouldn't really put Van Dyke as the, the man-on-man defender on Urente, maybe they have someone else that's more suitable that wouldn't be, you know, you don't want to take up um, everything Van Dyke has to offer on Urente. But yeah. I don't know. I, I just felt like it worked very well against um, against Ajax with with having having runners in with Lucas and uh, Deli Alley. So, so this is. This I don't know, is I, and I don't. I don't think Harry Kane's going to be able to go ninety minutes anyway. So that's why I would just rather him start on the bench. Sure, sure. Uh, but this is something that that I think we need to discuss from just a sporting perspective. Is this um, the semifinal theory? I guess there's there's a lot of cases where the game before the final is actually the one that's like the most remembered and the one that like you kind of forget the final happened. Remember the semifinal moment where you think, for sure. example. Yeah. Uh, Atlanta United and mm-hmm. the three nothing win uh, in Atlanta. Or um, Are you talking the, about when Chris Armas blew it? Chris Armas blew it, right? Exactly. Okay. Uh, that, that moment, exactly. Um, there was the miracle on ice. Everyone forgets that that was actually the semifinal game. There was a whole other game to play against, uh, I think, like Sweden or the Ukraine or something um, that they had to win, but no one even really remembers that. Um, and now you have two teams coming off miracles in, in semifinals. So I guess that, like, cancels it out, I guess. Like, if Ajax had come in and just had, like, won a normal game against Spurs, right, mm-hmm. and Liverpool had done what they'd done against Barcelona, I would say this is a done deal. Like, there's no chance Ajax would win because the, Liverpool's already had their moment, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's, it's been predetermined. But now you, ha- you have some weird, like, counteracting voodoo forces we have some, we have some good here. vibes yeah we have some good vibes going in i do want I to mean, mention that i was with joe patrick when uh spurs completed that second half comeback or, or lucas moore rather come back and joe went from incredible served and stoic to um <laughs> i don't know 
I don't know. Like, you ever see, like... I was just like a child. Just... Like a happy child. I was... I, I'm... You ever I thought I'd ruin your shirt. Brothers and you hit, like, the Z button on the GameCube controller and you try to grab someone and, like, throw them, like, off the stage? <laughs> the grapple that button? Was, yeah. The grapple button, <laughs> right. <laughs> Joe, was, Joe was hitting grapple. <laughs> <laughs> repeatedly it was it was a delight it honestly was it was a ton of fun uh but there was like yeah. a, there was like a uh, meeting major, of police yeah. officers at the bar table behind us i <laughs> did not turn around to look at them i they must have looked like a complete idiot um to everybody else who was not really like we were in a bar that had the game on but it was not a soccer bar like it was just kind of most people were just kind of casually just in their you know happy hour just kind of chilling there were some Atlanta united fans in there but they didn't seem like they cared that much about the actual result of the of tottenham ix you know kind of a small kind of a niche market there so yeah i it, wasn't it was, sure uh, you cared that much about the outcome of tottenham well, ix until the third goal <laughs> well that's this is this is okay this is what i do like you i have to kind of downplay it as you know i'm expecting this you know i when when tottenham went two nil down you know it was just like i can't really that that's how I kind of save save myself for myself, you know. Mm-hmm. Just try to anticipate bad things happening. You know, it's already it's already a reward. Getting to the semifinal was was it was already a success. I think I repeated that four four or five or six or seven or eight or nine times to you. So, um, yeah, that's just what I have to do to keep myself sane. But then when the game ends like that, wow. Although you know, they Tottenham almost blew it. Eric Lamella is like dribbling around in his own defensive third in the last 30 <laughs> seconds after when he, if he kicks the ball away, literally the game is going to end and he's trying to dribble around players in his own defensive third. Oh my God. Anyway, I don't know this matchup. I feel like, you know, player for player Liverpool should own it. Um, But I don't know. There's just, uh, I just never know with Tottenham. I just never know. They always, they seem to play that their best against good competition. That's the thing with both these teams is that both teams seem to play well against really good competition, and both fan bases know that anything can go horribly wrong at any moment. Yeah, both of these fan bases are are pretty equally kind of been tortured over the last handful of years, especially. Yeah, there's a ton of self loathing going on. Um, and I, you know, I think both of them are are really kind of surprised to be there. There's, you know, some kind of instilled self belief in in Liverpool fans that something special can always happen at Anfield in, in a Champions League game. You know, and mm-hmm. that's been proven time and time again. But once you kind of take them out of that and put them in a final, um, you know, there's there's some demons there for Liverpool fans to exercise. There's some demons there for for Jurgen Klopp to exercise. Yeah. Um, you know, because that's the knock on him right now is the lack of trophies at, at that kind of level. Um, yeah, you know, already lost two finals under him. That's the thing when I'm when I'm looking at this from another angle, is, which is that you know when you you talk about kind of the levels or the steps that a club takes to get to a certain point, and it almost feels like you don't often see teams kind of skip steps to get to like a championship. Sometimes they skip steps, like Tottenham has kind of skipped steps on its way up. Um, on its ascendancy up during the, the Pochettino era, but rarely do you see a team, you know, almost like similar in the NBA, like the team that wins the championship is really the best team typically. Like you don't see 
that many like underdog stories come through. Um, I feel, and yeah. um, and and I feel like, and that's what worries me here is that you know I feel like Liverpool and Klopp kind of have put in the dues to kind of to finally win one. Obviously, they got there, got to this point last year and lost. Klopp has obviously been to a Champions League final before with Borussia Dortmund and lost. So I feel like he's taken those steps. It was something that I always think about. Tata Martino talked about it last year, toward the end of last year, in one of his press conferences, talking about. Um, I, th- I think the question was people talking about could Atlanta United like win Concacaf Champions League, and he was like, you know, you have to like take steps. Like this is already an accomplishment for us to just get here this year, and then you know. You, you take a step each each time you gain more experience and you try to build on that year on year. And he talked about when he was at uh, somewhere in Paraguay. I forget the name of the club. Libertad, I think, is the name of it. And um, yeah, and it was just like a slow progression through through uh, the Copa Libertadores. And so I just feel like, you know, Tottenham's kind of skipped steps already to get to this <laughs> point. Um, so we definitely don't deserve to win this final. It's weird that one, but what you said, it's weird that like one of these fan bases is going to be not just happy, but the champions of Europe. It's weird. Yeah, it's the same. But, but I think both would say, I'm glad it's you to an extent. I think Liverpool more so than Spurs fans would. But, <laughs> um, you know, at least it's not Chelsea or. Madrid or Barcelona or Juventus or or one of those, you know, or city, you know, one of of the exorbitantly spending teams that's, you know, just loaded with superstars on the bench and everything like that. These are, you know, two clubs that have not necessarily shied away from spending money, but uh, are not quite on that tier, I guess. Uh, I'm not going to, there's a purity to it, I guess. I'm not going to say I like Liverpool, but. I don't, they're not like, I don't hate them. You know, it's not like, I, I like, they're yeah. not Chelsea. They're not Arsenal. They're not, you know, even like one of the mega spending clubs that, that I would just despise to see that I always do despise to see winning because they always do win it. Yeah. Um, so for the, in that respect, I, I do, I, I respect that, you know, both these clubs, but, you know, Liverpool being in the final, um, I'll admit I was rooting for Real Madrid last year though, because I just don't, you know, it's just uh, like a schadenfreude. You just don't want to see someone like, like I would hate to have Liverpool fans have that, have those bragging rights over, over the rest of the Premier league, especially Tottenham uh, last year. But I guess, you know, what that's going to happen this year. Well, one of these teams will have bragging rights. Yeah. I, I think there's one of the scary things for me is that there is just such a large potential to be memed if Liverpool loses back-to-back finals, um, especially with the second one being the Spurs. Um, because at that point, okay, so there's, there, there used to be this thing in college football and drink because five-shot finals making college football <laughs> reference. Uh, but Clemsoning was the term, right? It was right. this thing where Clemson got into big games and screwed it somehow, right? Clemsoning. The soccer version of that has always been, as long as I've been following soccer, has been lads, it's Tottenham. Right. And mm-hmm. so there's a thing here that happens, I think, where Spursy. that dies. Spursy. Yeah, that dies, though, if if they win this um, and Liverpool takes on a whole new tier of memehood, I feel like maybe even worse than the Gerard slip. 
possibly i don't know okay maybe not that potentially potentially i mean it depends on how it happens yeah which is the most horrifying thing like losing the premier league this year was fine but or not i didn't enjoy it but like there were so many quality moments and they had so many points that no one can mean the outcome this is one that has huge huge internet staying power potentially and it's 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 horrifying well, I feel like time. losing 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 to Tottenham kind of for the reasons that I mentioned earlier about how Tottenham kind of, you know, quote unquote doesn't deserve to be here, at least based on their 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 previous, you know, experience and success in Europe. I think that that was would be what kind of makes it a little more embarrassing. Like it's not embarrassing to just lose to Madrid, you know, that happens. Um but to lose to, you know, a team that's in its final for the first time, a team that hasn't won a trophy since uh, 2008, I want to say, the League Cup. And then before that, I don't know, uh, 19 in the 80s, I think, was like their pre- their their most recent trophy before that. It's a team that's been memed many times for yeah. its lack of silverware. And to get beaten by that team would be pretty embarrassing for you. I got to say, I got to, I, I even have to admit that. <laughs> this is horrifying. I think I'm talking myself <laughs> out of the confidence I have. Like, See, and, and here we go. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm digging myself down into the trench. I don't want, I'm taking the, the low ground. You know, I just want to, I don't even want an expectation of a win whatsoever for me. And that way, all I can, I don't, I can't feel any pain. Yeah, there is. A lot. I mean, all the pressure is on Liverpool, and it's you know, you see that in sports all the time where that goes really, really poorly. And also, Tottenham has the added effect of this being the biggest game in their club's history, um, which is amazing. Hold that's, on, you just you just chuckled like that's uh, like 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 that's something to uh, to snicker at. Well, I mean, competition's been around a long time. <laughs> no, it is. Some teams it, it, it definitely won it five is. times. Um, no, it, it's great. Uh, I'm, I'm very happy for you, uh, I, but I want you to be extremely depressed and sad. And I'm kind of glad we won't see each other on Saturday. Oh yeah, uh, no, I wouldn't have, honestly. Like, no offense, Sam. I love you to death and great friend, but I would not want to watch this with other. Oh yeah, I, I people from another team of inviting you to like Fado yeah. or something like yeah. that. You know, yeah. nope. Mm-mm. <laughs> well, I wouldn't no even want to go to. I like. I would not want to go to a bar for this. My my luck with Tottenham watching Tottenham in bars is terrible. Although you know, hey, can't complain with the last leg. But I've been to Fado like three times, three or four times to watch Tottenham play. One of them was a cup. Uh, no, two semifinal, two FA Cup semifinals, both against Chelsea, and I think both were five-one losses. Oh God. <laughs> That's the thing about that's the thing about this game. This game could go way south for Spurs. Like this could, like I've seen this go get really ugly, and it becomes an embarrassment. For sure, yeah. And Liverpool's got the firepower to do it. Um, That's where that's where the memification is on for the Tottenham side is if they get destroyed. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But still, at the same time, I think everyone's kind of impressed that they're there in the first place right um and it may be their last chance before potch leaves uh sorry bud um i do want to say that i've watched i've, I've watched a game in the tottenham bar one time uh, oh, yeah? at, at uh the Meehans in yeah. atlantic station i've never been there yeah no a small little spur supporters group there um the liverpool 
Atlanta Spurs group brought like, you know, a hundred something people in there. And then John Flanagan scored. Oh my God. I remember this game. <laughs> I mean, who that could game, forget it? Oh, it was, it was formative for me for sure. <laughs> it's my soccer watching experience. Um, that that got AVB sure. sacked. I want to say that game. I think mean, it did. It did. And, yeah, and they good. sang, they said, you're getting sacked in the morning and he got sacked in the morning. And that's always the best moment when you know you've delivered just this <laughs> death stroke by this torpy little Scouse kid named John Flanagan scoring off a half volley. Oh, God. Um, Man, that was terrible. I remember I, w- I remember watching that game on an iPad um, going to my brother's graduation. I was in the car with my parents. We were because I had met them at their house. And then we all drove up together. My brother who went to App State. And yeah, that was that was. That was brutal. I think we should leave it there. I think it's a good place to end. The John Flanagan goal. No one else. No one's listening at this point. <laughs> this was purely for us. This is just for us. This is, if anyone wants to know, this is to help distract me and my hunger and my my stomach because I refuse to eat on Atlanta United game days until I get to the stadium and eat all the free food. So thank you, Sam, for helping distract me for no, 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 a no, good no. 30 minutes here. Thank you. Thank you. It'll distract us both, hopefully, before Atlanta United loses to Minnesota United tonight. We need to put like something on this game. Like okay. I don't not not a monetary bet, but we need to have like something <laughs> not dipping dots. Like I could do a <laughs> like I have money to put on any kind of bet. <laughs> <laughs> I just talked about how I'm, I'm fasting. That, like, I'm fasting until I get free food. Good lord! Um, you still owe me Dippin' Dots, by the way. And Dippin' Dots are in stadium at this point. Atlanta United. We'll talk about this uh, next, like the next home games, like June 22nd or something like that. <laughs> that we'll see each other at. So uh, we'll figure that out. But uh, uh, yeah, we'll we'll put something out on Twitter uh, about this. Let's decide what it is. I guess. Um, yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to think about it because we have not thought about it at all, and it's got to be something good. Okay, cool. We'll, we'll put it out on Twitter. No one's listening. All right, all right, all right. Let's get out sounds of here. good. Okay, okay. See Bye. Up the Reds. Bye. Uh, come on, you stars. No. Uh-huh.